Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm delighted to be joined today by Katie Snevice. Hello, Katie. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Good, good. How goes it in Denver? Well, it is day 6,452 <laughs> of my kids being at home. Um, no, just kidding. It's it's good. You know, like I hesitate to even talk about something that's annoying me because we are so fortunate compared to everyone else in this world. But, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge. I mean, just this morning, I have three elementary school age kids and they all have meetings at the same time on their computers meetings. or iPads, whatever. Yes. They're like, we have, I have a call. I'm like, Oh God, you're turning into your, your father and I, um, and just the connection issues. I'm literally sweating because I'm running from one kid to the next trying to make sure that their Google meet works or their zoom. And it's just a comedy of errors, but we're getting through it. We're getting through it. How about you? Yeah. So, um, John, my 14 year old, uh, freshman in high school, he, I swear should become an architect because he is playing so much Roblox. And um, Wait, is that a video game? I'm sorry. I don't know. It, it is. It's a, it is. And it, you build houses, you build, he's, he's building a hospital actually currently, but he also, I'm not quite sure because you, he's also, he teaches a dance class in it and he is assistant manager, which is the fifth highest rank supposedly that you can get in Roblox. And he had to be interviewed for it. What? So, <laughs> I yeah, really... but that charming kid, I can see how he got that far. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. He was telling me, and he said, yeah, when I first got into the I get the room, the air, the place, he said, oh, yeah, they just thought I was kind of this um, annoying punk. And I'm like, yeah, some people think that about you at first, John. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. So is this his is this schoolwork? Is oh, this, no. Oh, no. this, this is, is for fun? Okay. This is for fun. And so then he gets on it yesterday morning as if it is his school and his sure. job. And yeah. you know, the, the future of the United States depends on him getting on Roblox. <laughs> so, um, so I'm like, Hey John, have you logged on to school yet? And then he, he took a, a sharp turn and did some schoolwork and he ended up, he was, he's studying terrorism in, um, which sounds odd to say that, uh, studying um, terrorism, I guess, in his history class. And mm -hmm. so he asked me, he said, oh, is the, was the Boston Marathon bombing considered terrorism? I said, yes, that's considered an act of domestic terrorism. Right. So I think he ended up writing an essay or something about it. Huh. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, what's, what's I've found interesting, or maybe this is just what I tell myself to feel better <laughs> is how, what we are considering education these days. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. We started watching the amazing race with our family. <laughs> and I mean, I think they're getting a better education watching that than they are on these. Sure. Movies. Cause they're like, what country is this? Wait, who is that guy? You know, what is that monument for? Oh, I mean, yeah. and I'm like, okay, you know what, let's consider this hour of, of TV time, you actually learned a lot more than you did during your yes. school day today. <laughs> Where in the world are we? <laughs> right, right. You got to get creative. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So and speaking of creative, you have gotten creative. You have a streak going on. Is that correct? Well, what kind of streak are we talking yeah. about here? <laughs> you are running naked through the streets of Denver? I mean, no one wants to see that. Um, I am. And it really started out as a reason to get out of the house, um, as most of us can definitely, you know, understand that are listening to this podcast. Um, but when my kids stopped going to school, whenever it was in March, mm -hmm. you know, I just started, I always run, I always run or bike probably 
four to five days a week. Um, but now it's just a great excuse to go to leave my house and go somewhere. Cause I don't, I haven't been to a store or a shopping center. I mean, I haven't been anywhere besides outside in a month and a half. So right, right. Tell, um, tell people, tell people why it is that you, um, in particular within your household, you are not the person doing any of those tasks. Well, it's my, uh, it's because I went through chemo three and a half years ago, my, I'm still immunocompromised. Mm -hmm. Um, so my immune system is just my white blood cell count is really low, mm -hmm. which I find interesting because I haven't had so much as a cold in four years, knocking on wood, but you know, you got to kind of listen to the numbers. So I've been yeah. very, you know, I've been very um, cautious about going anywhere. And, and Dan, my husband has been great about going to the grocery store and getting all the essential items for us. So anyways, the only way to escape this madhouse <laughs> is to go running. Um, so that's what I've done. And I've either gone running or would, um, you know, gone for a bike ride on our, we have a Peloton in the basement, not a real bike, um, mm -hmm. every single day. And it's been wow. awesome. You know, it's, I, it's just a good, it's kind of what my, and I don't, you know, as I think we've talked about before, it's not like I get up at 6am and go every day just because our schedules vary from day to day. So I, I have to determine some points during the day, I will get out and go for a run and maybe at 8am, it may be at 2pm, it may be at 6pm, but, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. So it's, it's definitely helped me quite a bit, um, through this madness. Yeah. 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 It's nice. been good. How about nice. you? How is your, are you still training for, you are still training for Missoula, right? Cause I'm we're going to keep I'm our still, fingers crossed. I'm still training. And today, which is, as we record, this is Wednesday, April 15th. I woke up with, for no reason whatsoever, with just this glimmer of optimism that the race is actually going to happen. So it's Aww. based on no knowledge, mm -hmm. no, no insider info at all. And I don't know. So I'm just going to ride that for a while. So, but we, I, I say we, um, switch to talking about our topic because I want both of us to give experience, uh, our personal experience for it, which is our topic is going to be talking to a psychologist on how running can affect relationships with one's partner, spouse, loved one, whatever that is, um, and hope to ease some pinch points in some scenarios. So Kitty, I want to hear how you juggle running perhaps more than usual, particularly last fall, because you and Dan were training, both training for the Chicago Marathon. And then I'll talk about, because I have two husbands, one, one <laughs> ex and one current that I can talk about. Oh, lots of good juicy stuff on this um, podcast today. I, I'm so excited to talk to our expert about it because there's going to be a lot of good takeaways for all of us. Um, but it was definitely a challenge when we were both training for the marathon. It was both of our first marathon. I don't think either one of us had run more than a half marathon um, before we started training for it. And so you know, we, again, we both run a lot. So we figured that we could do it physically, but mentally was a whole other and logistically really was a whole mm -hmm. other exercise in itself. Um, cause we do have three kids and during the fall, we, I coach two soccer teams. Dan's my assistant wow. on one of him. He likes to say <laughs> that he's the head coach, but he's not, he's the assistant. Um, he's not the ball boy, but he is the assistant. Um, and just trying to coordinate, you know, if we had 8am soccer games on Saturday, well, that both of us are not going to be able to fit in our 15 mile run. Yes. So one of us has to do it on Friday, mm. but it goes, I don't want to start running at 5am on a Friday. I just, and so I'd like to start at six or six 30. I think that's a reasonable hour, but then someone needs to get my kids ready and take them to school. And yeah. Dan's awesome. He's very hands-on, but he's, you know, he has to go into an office every single day. So trying to organize 
you know, leaning on friends to pick up my kids um, wow. and just organizing our runs between the two of us um, was a challenge. I will say though, you know, and that's why I'm interested to hear what um, Corey has to say is that it was nice because we couldn't get mad at each other. Like, mm. well, you're doing your 15 miles. Well, I'm doing my 15 miles. Oh, sure. Yeah. I almost think it would be more difficult if one of us was training and the other one wasn't. Um, mm. So that, that was helpful for us, but you know, there were definitely some bumpy roads um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, some yelling behind each other's backs, but we got through it. And then we thought about running another one this year. And I was like, I, I got to take a year off and you know, because of everything, I think a lot of us are going to have to take a year off, but I could consider doing it again next year. And I would mm. definitely do it again with him. It was, awesome. yeah, overall, it was a great experience once we kind of, um, you know, figured out a way to make it work, but yeah, the, the scheduling was difficult. How about you? I mean, this is interesting between you must have two different experiences with the two husband. I do. And I, I, I uh, cause they're, they're very different men despite mm -hmm. having the same first name. Uh, yes. they, uh, Jack is a John. And so was my first husband. Um, and so, and I wrote about this in run like a mother. So if people want really a longer detailed description of it, they can, they can read, I don't know what chapter that is, but so yes. So my first husband, John Shea and I, we were child-free by choice. So we didn't have that um, kids thrown into the mix. Mm -hmm. but, and we were both runners. We both, we ran together. We, we, it was, I think some of the most enjoyable things that we did together were running together mm -hmm. and biking. Um, so, but in this, I hope you're sitting down, Katie, because um, I could not do any athletic um, competition without John Shea being there. Like, what? Are yeah. this the same Sarah Belanchet that I'm used to talking to? Yes, I know. I know. And so, <laughs> so just, I mean, he just had to be there. He just had to. And um, I've told, I think I've told this story before on the podcast that um, our divorce or him wanting to leave was very unexpected, completely came from out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And um, it happened in August and I had a um, triathlon scheduled for middle of September. And the same night that John Shea said he wanted out of our marriage, I weaseled a promise out of him that he would still go with me to my triathlon. Oh, so why do you think this is? I mean, we could really go deep. Oh, um, we could go deep. <laughs> Bring Corey on and he, I'll lay down and he can talk to me about it. So. Seriously. But off the top of your head, why do you, which, oh, because I just security thought, blanket? Oh, I just thought I couldn't do it. I, I would be, I just would not be able to, you know, suit up and get in that water and then get on my bike. And so, and then, and so at the time we lived outside of Boston and mm -hmm. the um, race was up at um, Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. And so when we got there and so we had to stay overnight and by this point he had moved out of the house and so we stayed in the same hotel room and he said to me, not cruelly but he said you know you really tricked me like i don't i don't want to be here and that would you know you really took advantage of the situation by getting me to say yes you know when all the when he threw the shit at the fan um so. but at least you know i kind of um commend him for actually following through with it because he could have easily said no there's no way i'm gonna go oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it also it, it speaks to our it, we um were in therapy by that point and we um didn't get divorced for our, I mean, we didn't file for divorce for more than a year and our divorce wasn't final for about six months after that. So, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, then, um, and I mean, just everything. I mean, I, he would, you know, when I rode in the head of the Charles, he had to be there on the a bridge looking down on, on the boat that I was in and everything. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't do too many. I wasn't a, a super big runner back then. So I didn't do many road races. And so then fast forward to being married to Jack. And I remember when I, my second marathon was New York City. And we did not have kids at that. Oh, we weren't. And what am I saying? We weren't married at that point either. So um, I'm not implying that you can't have one without the other. Um, (laughs) And so, uh, so anyway, so, you know, that race early November, um, 1999. And maybe the third week of October, somebody said to me, oh, is Jack going to go with you to New York? And I'm like, huh, that never occurred to me. And by that point, it was too late to buy him a ticket. So I'm like, yeah, no, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and now did Jack ever question it? Was he ever like, wait a minute, why? He did. Well, then I went back and I was like, hey, Kate Elizabeth suggested that maybe you should go with me to New York. He's like, well, that would be fun. I'm like, nah. <laughs> it's too late now, buddy. Maybe next time. Okay? Right, right. So, so, um, so he, you know, when the kids were young, like I was still rowing back then, he brought the kids to watch um, a couple of rowing races here in town. And then when I ran Portland Marathon, you know, I gave very specific instructions how to do that. But, but Jack, um, he sees me as incredibly, incredibly capable, almost to the point where it's hard to, for me to admit my vulnerabilities. Okay. And so, so now I'm really diving a little deep. And so um, I, I think he just sees me as very self-sufficient. Got and, it. And that I d- and that I don't need any support. Mm-hmm. And and I guess I don't feel like I need any support. So I don't ask for it. He doesn't really offer. But that said, he I know he's incredibly proud of me. He brags about me um, to his friends. He's super duper on Facebook. He writes a lot there. And then also the way I really know is he writes, and this will be the last bit I say that he writes our. Um, class notes for our alumni magazine. We both mm-hmm. went, both went to Colgate. Mm-hmm. And um, so he'll always in the introduction, he'll always talk about what it is I'm doing. Like, you know, Sarah's training for marathon number 15, you know, or Sarah just came back from this, that, and the other thing. So that's very um, sweet. So Unwavering it support. Is, yes. Yes. But mm-hmm. um, you know, but he doesn't, he doesn't ask a lot of stuff and he, yeah, no, he'll, <laughs> I remember, I forget what was it. He, he thought, I, oh, I think he thought I was doing some much longer race. Oh yeah. Forget what race I was doing, but maybe it was for Eau Claire, but I think he thought I was running the marathon when I was doing the, the relay. <laughs> like, no, I would have been gone for longer on Sundays if I was doing the marathon, honey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we go back really quickly to those women out there? And I know there's a lot of you who travel with your families to races. Yeah. So uh, God bless you. I, I don't understand. And this is why last summer, um, my friends and I decided to run the half marathon in Steamboat Springs, um, which mm-hmm. is three and a half hours away from here, from Denver. Uh-huh. And we were really excited about it. It was three girls, you know, it was going to be kind of a girls weekend. And then all of a sudden our husbands and our kids wanted to join us. And we're like, <laughs> okay, fine. You know, it'll be fun. We all love to go to Steamboat, but you know, we rented, we um, reserved one hotel room for the five of us. And I mean, I didn't sleep a wink that night the night before. I mean, not at all because, you know, 
Annie's kicking me all night long, Dan's <laughs> snoring. Someone has to get up to go to the bathroom. I'm trying to leave the room at five 30 with my, I had everything laid out, but you know, yeah. the only light you can use is on your cell phone yeah. and then trying to, you know, go to the bathroom as we all know is such an issue. The day of races. I mean, it was such a nightmare. So I don't know. I'm like, this was, you guys are never coming with me to a race again. Never. You can be at the finish line. You can be at stops along the way. I love you all, but no, thank you. <laughs> You're like, Oh, I have to flush the toilet again. They're going yeah. away. <laughs> yes. Yes. And like, inevitably you lose, you forget something. I'm like, where is my, you know, yeah. where are my little bib boards to connect, to lock on my bib? And I was, yeah. and then everyone wakes up and then everyone's mad. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, yes. 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 All right. Well, our guest who's going to help us sort through running related relationship issues is Corey Nyamura, a doctor of psychology and a clinical psychologist, making him all the more ideal to discuss the topic. Dr. Nyamura is a USA triathlon coach and a running coach in the Bay Area. He'll join us right after this quick break. Stay with us. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Nyamura. Is it okay if we call you Corey? Yes, definitely. <laughs> we're, we're on the West that Coast. Works. Yes. People, don't, people <laughs> yeah. don't have last names on the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, so before we dive into the conversation, I want to give two caveats. One, want to make clear that this topic applies to normal life, not during life, during quarantine, because I think um, perhaps maybe relationships might be a little more fraught during this time. So this is during normal life. And also I wanted to make sure that um, we know that not all mother runners or women runners have husbands, partners, spouses, whatever. So I tried to vary what I call the um, significant other in people's lives, but um, I'm just going to perhaps apologize in advance for maybe overusing the word husband. So there we go. Corey, I'm excited to chat with you today. Can you tell us um, how many kids you have and the ages of your kids before we begin? Uh, so I have one kid who mm -hmm. is uh, 19 months now. So mm. he's a toddler in toddlerhood. <laughs> um, and they actually just went, she and my partner just went out on a walk so I could do this. Um, <laughs> or you would definitely hear her in the background now that we're working from home. So, yes. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. my kids locked in a closet upstairs. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. But I <laughs> um, 19 months. Every time I think that I have it hard, I think about the kid, the parents with toddlers. That's a, that's a tough age um, right now with everyone at home. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your athletic background, if you could. So athletic background, I grew up uh, a swimmer. So I was mostly a swimmer, did some track and field and some cross country. Um, and then as an adult, uh, yeah, just got more into running once I started um, doing triathlons and realized that running was my strength, though I preferred swimming. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, it was fun to start passing all the people who'd pass me on the swim and bike uh, with a mm -hmm. run. So I kind of became obsessed with running then <laughs> and, um, and just enjoy all three sports as an adult. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So obviously we're not looking for you to share any details about your patients, but do you hear from clients that exercise can be a source of conflict in a relationship? 
Um, yes, and and actually, if I can do my little disclaimer yes. for the yeah, beginning, sure. um, you know, just since I'm going to be talking more generally and, you know, just establishing, obviously, which everyone knows from here that I'm not anyone's therapist or really mm-hmm. giving therapeutic advice, because mm-hmm. I would need to know much more. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, so in general, definitely. Um, you know, hear some concerns, um, but also have the um, experience with clients who aren't having so many concerns with their partners around running and relationships. So it's, you know, so I have a good kind of balance of both perspectives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yes. as as we often do, we solicited questions from our vast community of women runners on Facebook. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to ease into this scenario uh, with something from Kristen, who told us her, her quote, husband is a combo of supportive and unsupportive, end quote. Um, he knows that she's a happier person when she runs, and he'll sometimes even suggest she go for a run if she seems to be having a rough day. Yet when she was training for her first half marathon, he made the comment, she pointed out it was not a question, uh, this is one and done. And Kristen Mm. has since done three half marathons saying running makes me happy, so I'll keep doing it. So Mm. uh, Corey, what are your thoughts on that type of attitude of the, you know, are you done with that running thing yet? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And actually I was in, you know, it's interesting to hear that she has done a few more since Mm -hmm. that comment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just one of the things I'd be curious about is what happened since or what's the conversation been since then? So was mm-hmm. this a comment made, um, you know, just once and then husband adjusted or um, have they actually talked about what, you know, what that experience has been like for her or what it is like for him mm-hmm. <laughs> to have someone who's continuing to run? Um, uh, yeah. And basically how much communication is happening around it. Um, Cause and what's the impact of the running been on the family, right? Like, so, um, you know, was it a fear from before or is this, you know, is the partner still having issues for some reason mm-hmm. and what are those mm-hmm. based on? Yeah. Um, so you, because I imagine, would... I, I was going to say, I imagine as a new, maybe as a new um, kind of endeavor for this person, Mm-hmm. You know, there may be uncertainty about how it would, it would impact them, and um, but hopefully after the first one and talking about it, it feels like, oh, this is actually a positive thing for my wife or, you know, it's helping our family in these ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you definitely think conversation would have been the way to, to get there. To, yeah. To get, mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. Um, Corey, Aaron, another friend of ours on Facebook wants suggestions for analogies or ways to clearly illustrate to her husband how important running is to her. She says she's tried so many different things over the years, but apparently, um, it's not clear enough. She's even tried likening, Mm. likening her running to his need for sex, which I found interesting. That's probably (laughs) the closest she's ever been to showing her husband just how much she needs that release from kids responsibility and stress. Um, what do you think about that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kind of a loaded question. (laughs) Yes. And feels like a a few um, different layers. Um, So just the first part, I would, you know, like, so let's say we were working together, you know, one of, um, 
anyway, one of the suggestions I would actually have is finding out what the, her partner is hearing from her, right? Like, mm. since she's trying so much and trying to come up with all these analogies, I would be like, well, you know, just what are you hearing? Can mm. you explain what I'm saying is important? And, um, you know, in couples therapy, generally, you'd be having the other person sort of give, uh, be able to repeat back or say, here's what I'm hearing. Here's how I imagine you feel about this thing. So it's sort of getting um, her husband to also add like, well, why do you think this is important to me? Oh, it makes, makes me feel powerful. It helps me deal with my stress, you know, mm-hmm. just actually having him do some of the work and asking him what he's hearing. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then the other, you know, piece again, with so many of these things, I think it's, I would be looking at what else, you know, may be going on between the couples, because I was thinking also sex hopefully should be about both people enjoying Mm -hmm. this experience Mm -hmm. and sharing it. So yeah, so just wondering um, if things can feel more, you know, just if there's more mutuality so mm-hmm. if it feels like, oh, I'm doing this for myself, you're doing this for you, which is completely fine. But, um, you know, the sex piece brings up other questions. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There, um, there's more to unpack there with that one, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking about, you know, just a release from the stress of kids, what, what can a yes. mother do? <laughs> I don't know what what this person is referring to. Um, just kidding. What can a mother do when she wants to watch her runs to be her me time? You know, she just wants to go out and run for 30 minutes yet her yes. partner expects her to take the kid or kids and a jogging stroller or have them ride their bikes along with them. And they just, the mom doesn't want to do that. How, how can she solve that issue or address that with her partner? <laughs> yeah. I think that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Really big thing. Um, you know, just in terms of, uh, you know, maybe guilt or, um, you know, just one of the larger points I was thinking about is socialization, right? And a lot of gender socialization, Mm. at least here, but probably through, you know, around (laughs) most of the world is, um, you know, generally, you know, women may be raised to put others people's needs first, to be caretakers. Um, and I would be looking at what those messages are that um, kind of have been internalized from the culture or from one's own family of what role this mother is supposed to play. Um, and actually what the idea of a mother is, right? Like, are you supposed to give up everything um, and not have space for yourself, even 30 minutes, which is very little time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you consider how much time there is in a day or week. So I, uh, yeah, I would definitely push back and have conversation mm-hmm. with this uh, partner because I think it is important for both people to have space and time. And, mm-hmm. um, and maybe also like, you know, as you're sitting and, chatting with your spouse to be like, you know, how are we dividing childcare, um, chores, time for ourselves, who's getting what, (laughs) and can Mm -hmm. we have a way to really support what each other need? Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think also realizing in general, which is probably the case in most um, 
couples, at least heterosexual couples, uh, I, I would say most women are doing much more work and um, having less time for themselves, especially if they have kids and a spouse. <laughs> so, Amen, Corey. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and the happier, yeah, yes. And she gets to have space, again, unless it was like, you know, her partner is with the kids all the time and there's no room for them either, right? But mm -hmm, I, I mm -hmm. doubt that that's the case if mm -hmm. half an hour is all that's being discussed. <laughs> so, yeah. Here, hearing you talk, Corey, remind me, um, occasionally I'll um, meet couples at race expos and I've heard husbands, you know, say, oh, you know, happy wife, happy life. And I just remember the yes. first time I heard that, I was like, whoa, or evolved way of thinking or like just... Uh, just pay, paying lip service to it you know so <laughs> no i think that's great <laughs> and it is so true yes yeah but i think i think you brought up an important point our lives have changed so much and sit down with your partner and go over expectations of the day what what it looks yes. like last week is very different than what it looks like this week yeah i think that's really really important um uh, and just, you know, I think sometimes, again, like, not that people aren't busy or stressed, but <laughs> yeah, it's like just figuring out what priorities are, how to make, you know, and one of the biggest priorities, I'd say, for health and, you know, being able to live a long life is, yeah, having some happiness and uh, being in loving, supporting relationships or figuring out how to make that happen. And, yeah, someone's, you can have a better relationship if your partner is happy and doing what brings them joy and mm -hmm. they're going to be better parents and mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. just do you, feel like, yeah. Do you, have any, do you have any advice for having that conversation? Because I think it can be difficult to say, okay, you know, knowing, you know, so since we are another mother runner, you know, so the, let's <laughs> take the perspective from the, from the mom <laughs> of, or the woman of saying, listen, this is important to me. Can we have a conversation, you know, sometime this weekend, let's find a time that works for us and we need to figure this out. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, what yes. sort of, what sort of guidelines can you give for establishing that conversation and then having that conversation? Yeah. Um, so I, I love the idea you have because, um, you know, one of the benefits I think also people find for, um, you know, coming to therapy is having the routine and the space to sort of be like, okay, this is my time or our time if it's a couple to sort of think about what's going on, to have these discussions. And I think having the structure, whether it's therapy or, you know, like you said, at home, to be like, here's our checking time, you know, if we're checking in every evening or once a week, if every mm -hmm. evening is too much, or every morning when we're having breakfast together, hopefully, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just, just having some way to be like, we have a routine of being like, what's going mm -hmm. on? What are the plans? What's the routine? Um, and I would say the same for money stuff, maybe once a month to be like, we're sitting together and talking about money or just anything that feel like we actually um, need to have time <laughs> to see mm -hmm. how we're doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like put it on a calendar, right? Like just yeah. like you have everything else on there. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. So going back to the Facebook 
um, questions. Whitney put forth a scenario that got me furrowing my brow, which I really don't need to do anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, she told she told us she thinks her partner gives her a hard time about going running just to see if she'll back down and just not go. So what do you do in what seems to me like a really crummy move to pull on someone? With, with so many of these, or just with that, I would actually, um, that would seem, you said just to see if she'll back down. Well, one thing I'd ask is, has that dynamic been talked about? Um, and if so, um, you know, so if she brings up to the partner, like, oh, I think you're doing this. Is this what you're doing? This is maybe how it feels to me. And how come you are doing that? Like, right? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. what... Um, yeah, and and also hearing what the partner says, and I think um, it would be the case. Is this the case just about running, or is it about other things? And you know, just what's going on with us? <laughs> mm -hmm. I would imagine. I mean, maybe it would be about Lord. You know, just what else is going on? Because mm -hmm. that seems very indirect and kind of yeah, troubling. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, very yeah. passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, so are there, yeah, are there ways, you know, so if this person's like very threatened with her running, can they talk about what that's about um, or what they feel like they need or what they're worrying about? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, like so much, you know, strive between couples, there's the financial side of running. Um, several women wrote that their husbands are supportive, but get grief about how the cost of running shoes or apparel or the price of registration, um, you know, is, is a little bit higher than what they'd rather spend. Jessica mm -hmm. wrote her husband thinks races are a waste of money. Oh, I just, my stomach mm -hmm. just fell when I read that. What should someone do when finances seem the root of the problem? And especially pertinent question, it seems, given these troubling financial times. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the considerations, I know I keep talking about communication and sitting and deciding things together. So I, you know, one of... Um, there's this concept of money dates, which are similar to other dates you'd have. And I would, you know, recommend that couples have these all, you know, maybe once a month. You're getting together, really looking at finances together. Um, I'd also look at who, you know, if it feels like one person is more in charge of the financial side, how come, <laughs> you know, sort of what's the agreed upon roles do, you know, so does this... Um, you know, this woman who asked the question, does she have equal say or decision-making mm -hmm. around finances? If so, how are they deciding together and actually looking at the money they have <laughs> mm -hmm. so that it's, you know, how and what is the other partner spending? Mm -hmm. um, does it just feel like they're shared financial goals and priorities? Um, and... Uh, finding a way to make that work if this is sort of what's important and there is money <laughs> and if there's not I would also look and be like well are we spending money on other things that aren't really a priority and do we want to make sure we can afford this number of races a year or shoes or whatever mm -hmm. if it's actually a concern about that um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I but it sounds to me a little bit like uh yeah is this is there equality in decision making there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you get to that so that it is a balanced thing because it is a partnership? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Budgeting. Yeah. 
which I'm very yes. bad at, but it would solve a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, just, and actually just the, the fact that you said that, I was going to say, it doesn't mean also that both people have to have similar skills, right? So you may have, it may be fine to have someone who kind of may have the tendency to want to spend more and someone who's a little more um, kind of frugal, um, but, mm-hmm. I think if there's a lot of trust built and a way of figuring out how you work together, the person who wants to spend more may actually be really helpful in getting the couple to do or the family to do stuff that the other person wouldn't necessarily do that they'd enjoy and just finding a way to balance. Yeah. To balance those skills. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Without shame or judgment about money, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because so much of that is wrapped up in financial things, that shame and judgment. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah. We all have so much baggage in different ways around money. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so often women joke that they adore um, another mother runner retreats and our Facebook page because they can talk about running as much as they want. Um, so, um, you know, and that they don't get to do that in other aspects of their life. So, what, you know, what do you do with a, if you have a partner who doesn't seem to want to hear about your running, but you really want to, you know, it's, it's a big part of, um, you know, our lives and it seems yes. kind of a shame not to share that if we want to share that. So how to get, how to get that, you know, to open your partner's ears and, and at least pay a little attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the, I would say, um, so maybe just a few different areas to consider with that are, um, you know, one of, uh, you know, based on all the research on couples who also are kind of successful in terms of staying together in happy relationships, um, one of the solid things is having a really good friendship, right? And if there's a way to be like part of, having a good connection and good friendship, good relationship is actually listening to the other person and mm-hmm. getting excited about what they do, even if it's not maybe your own interest, right? So to be mm-hmm. like, oh, my friend or my partner is really interested in this thing. Let me hear more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd wonder, um, again, just from talking, how come this is not interesting? Is it like you don't understand something? Um, mm-hmm. Am I just you know, am I asking also about your interests, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a shared thing or is it intimidating again, assuming <laughs> there may be some unspoken things, but, but I would just think like, is there room for everyone to talk about what they love and, mm-hmm. and hopefully whatever it is, is engaging because you're connected and friends and, and if not, I would just ask, how come you seem bored? Like, am I just going off for hours? Or <laughs> yeah. is it like you don't understand something? <laughs> Can you, you ask five me minutes a day questions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Versus, oh, this is exciting. My partner's happy. <laughs> so. I imagine there's some jealousy um, with yeah. a lot of couples too. You know, with one yeah. partner uh-huh. who's just not into working out or they're at a point in their life where they don't feel good about themselves and they don't want to. And then they see mm. their other, you know, I, I could see how that could easily happen as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. 
I have an, another question or a comment on Facebook, and I definitely relate to this one. Um, it seems there are more than a few husbands out there who want to enjoy the freedom to go hunting, play poker, play golf, like my husband does for four to six hours, <laughs> and other endeavors that take them away from their family for several hours at a time. Yes. But they seem to resent or not even allow their wife to train for half marathons or marathons um, or other races that require longer runs. Or the wives yeah. have to kind of, you know, they have to wake up at five in the morning to get mm -hmm. their runs in. Yeah. So not to compromise family time. You know, what do you, yeah. what do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> what can we do? <laughs> so, you know, just, and, and I would, yeah. So that, um, you know, when we're talking about the equality in relationships and thinking about what the, um, uh, what ideas both people are holding, right? Like, so how come one person gets to do all this and how come it's the mom's responsibility mm -hmm. to be at home all the time taking care of whoever <laughs> right <laughs> um so i would really come back to that how how come how are we dividing and you know is this kind of an old norm that i'm supposed to be the person at home doing everything and you get to go out is mm -hmm. that from how you grew up is this from some kind of you know, are we both agreeing about the assumptions of what our relationship is? And if not, like, you know, can, I don't know if both people obviously holding men, if it is a heterosexual couple, accountable to being like, can I have an equal relationship? And also, I wonder if just women also demanding more and being like, mm -hmm. you don't get to do that if I can do my thing, because mm -hmm. we're equal, because we're equal. And um, let's figure out how to find a compromise and find space and time mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and really push, I, I would say really pushing back on those, especially if you're not happy with kind of that dynamic. Yeah. Um, so because so you you're also raising, I was going to say just, you know, especially with kids around, it's also raising your kids to have different expectations when they grow up, right? Like to mm -hmm. be like, if it's a girl, she gets to also have equal stay mm -hmm. yeah. could you give a little advice on uh, if pushing back can s seem very foreign to some people mm -hmm. you know they're, they're just um you know they kind of go along to get along if that's their yeah. personality so could you give a couple pointers on how to um yeah initiate that conversation how to push back how to you know kind of plant draw that sand and line in the sand and say no this is what i need and and this is what we're gonna do so I would say, you know, again, having the space and time to sit and talk about it, maybe when things aren't heated, so you're not in the middle of an argument or stress about it. So it's like, you know, bringing up like, and, and actually speaking about the impact on yourself, right? Like, I think everyone's heard of the, um, you know, the I statements, trying, which actually really work if you're like, this is kind of what I'm feeling, this is how it makes me feel when you know, it feels like I can only go run for 30 minutes and you're going out for four hours. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew, I grew up with maybe sort of, I've taken on maybe like just kind of taking care of everything and I'm realizing it makes me really unhappy and I want us to kind of change that. Mm -hmm. If I'm happier also, we're going to have a better relationship. And, mm -hmm. but I think also the directness, you know, one of the things I've found is, um, and again, I'm not 
completely stereotyping. There's research on this. A lot of men are not raised to also kind of express their vulnerabilities or their fears or their insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also may not hear things unless it's very direct. Mm-hmm. So I just I just think people being able to sit and also ask, what are you hearing me say, right? Because the other person may be hearing all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So once you're expressing yourself, you can be like, what did you hear? If it's not mm-hmm. correct, can I correct that? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's really hard or there are dynamics that just feel like they can't shift, I think that's when it's helpful to talk with someone else also or talk with family members who are helpful or a therapist or someone mm-hmm. you know, if if you're just realizing huh we're just missing each other mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but but i think just you know um people can change and shift and move move along so long as there's communication and clarity and um and and no and you know just just one other thing I was thinking about that being a pushback maybe a funny terminology but just being able to say actually what you need and mm-hmm. be clear and keep coming to it because I think sometimes people also may um, what's the word like. Um, there may be a, an illusion or a story that a partner is supposed to really understand and get what's important to you because of all mm-hmm. the media outside of like, oh, you're just supposed to know how I feel and really, or you've known me so long, you should know, but uh, mm-hmm. that's not usually the case. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, we're all in our own heads and our own experiences and our, you know, responding to things from the past. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to just be very, blunt and clear even with kindness <laughs> yeah that's definitely what I, I find myself very guilty of that to think that that so my husband's name is jack and i i just think well jack knows that that's important to me it's like well no yes. you know we're kind of living in hyperspeed and we're yes. kind of caught up in the day-to-day and unless mm-hmm. i stop and say that and i think you know i think about so i have um a best running friend. And so I tell her a ton of stuff. And so she hears how important it is. So I somehow think like, yes. Oh, I told Molly. So Jack's going to know, right. <laughs> like, yes. Early. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And so that to, and I think, yes. you know, you're talking about men um, having trouble sometimes being a little vulnerable to, uh, to, you know, it, you know, say what they're hearing or anything like that. And I think for, for me personally, it's about, um, to I feel it's a almost vulnerable to to say hey this is yes. what this means to me this is how I feel about this situation this race this training cycle this yes. you know whatever and so um, it can seem very um, you know pedantic almost to have to spell it out but yes. I, you know that's what that's what people need you know yes. <laughs> so so, yeah. so obviously we've touched on a nerve with, <laughs> with this topic right here <laughs> no I yes and I love it and it's like coach you know sort of like training right like at coaching your mm-hmm. partner to be the kind of partner you want um mm-hmm. you know as much because they don't know no one knows how to be how to do anything for anyone else mm-hmm. unless you're mm-hmm. guessing or you know whatever and assuming that this is what the person wants so mm-hmm. i really love that um and some of those things take tra- repetition even if mm-hmm. you've been together so long because mm-hmm. yeah Again, mm-hmm. we all fall into our patterns or blinders. Mm-hmm. They're like, huh, maybe maybe mm-hmm. they're forgetting that this is important, even if I said it like a year ago or a month ago. <laughs> I get right. to 
have to tell you again, oh, remember this bothers me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember I've said it 8,000 times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so this is, um, might seem like it's not the, um, uh, you know, earth shattering issue, but we heard from several women who cheered their partners for being super supportive for the day-to-day, but not for races. And um, for example, Kelly wrote, her husband is the worst cheerleader. He doesn't go to the finish line. Um, she's never asked him to crew for And um, this one, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Grace echoed that um, recounting an anecdote. She said at one race, it was raining at the finish. So he stayed in the car and texted me and asked, I get credit for being here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so is this again? Um, like, if it does, you know, I've decided that it doesn't really mean um, that I don't. I've said I don't care whether my husband's there or not. But for somebody who it is important to, and I can totally understand that, you know, is this a case again of emphasizing over and over how much it means that the person be there, and to kind of coach them, like you said, onto how to be a cheerleader. Like, I want you to be holding a sign. I want you to say this. I want you, you know? (laughs) Yes. Um, So yes. And, and also um, finding a way to kind of compromise, right? Because the other thing I was thinking is like, yes, clear communication, but also figuring out what um, kind of together, what what the other person likes also, right? There are some partners mm-hmm. who really get into it and love mm-hmm. being there and have figured out their role sort of in that race mm. arena and support. Mm-hmm. But, but that also comes from right conversation, like you said. But I was thinking also there may be a way to be like, you know, we've tried this, it's not working. Mm-hmm. What's the compromise? What races are really important for me to have them there, whether it's raining or not? Uh, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, is waiting at the hotel fine and we get to celebrate after? Do, mm-hmm. I, do I have other people I love to go to races with? Because, again, that's the other piece is how much do we let each other have our own thing, right? So maybe mm-hmm. my partner doesn't like, really hates these and they're going to be miserable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel happy letting them stay home because we do other stuff together, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, so I think figuring out the balance together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want a yeah. tortured person also. We're running and, you know, doing right. fine. It sucks. I, I actually, I, I prefer the race aspect. I feel like my partner is great about being such a good cheerleader and, but I'm like, I don't actually enjoy that aspect so much of mm. just hanging around, waiting and watching people run by. So I yeah. have a lot more appreciation, right? And uh, for all the cheering on that happens because <laughs> it's easier when you're doing the race. Yeah, definitely. I think that when I run by, um, you know, a, a husband standing there, a partner standing there with a couple of kids, and I always try to like, you know, engage them, <laughs> wave at them. So I'm like, wow, because it's going to be a long wait for that person just to blitz <laughs> yes. by. Maybe, maybe they'll stop and give a kiss. Maybe they won't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They deserve yeah. a lot of points <laughs> yes. with little kids. Um, yes. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Susan related that her late husband was extremely unsupportive of her running, even being suspicious 
suspicious if that's what she was really out of the house doing. She said it got to the point where she felt like she was walking on eggshells. Is there any route out of a situation as seemingly dire as that? That's, ooh. Yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, yes. And, you know, for just something like that, I I would, again, just want to kind of know what other dynamics are going on. <laughs> um, is there mm-hmm. stuff, you know, like, is there any, you know, just looking at control, mistrust, what's that about? It feels like a larger conversation. Um, you know, I'd add one in a more. Because <laughs> if yeah. you're feeling on eggshells in a relationship, that is already something to have to talk about somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. And if you can't trust that your partner is going to be out for a 45-minute yeah. fun, then that's yes. a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jennifer shared with us that her husband was concerned her body type would change significantly from running. And, and I um, get the sense that that, that enters into things for a number of couples that, you know, kind of that what happened to a couple's dynamic when one partner loses a significant amount of weight. Mm -hmm. Um, What advice do you have for, for, you know, um, a changing relationship when someone's um, shape changes? Yeah. So for the person who's running and maybe their body's changing, uh, hopefully they're just kind of enjoying being feeling um, stronger uh, in their body or feeling like they're capable of doing whatever they're doing, you know, have positive experience of that and, and expressing that and sharing that with their partner. Cause uh, it's also your, you know, it's also your, your body. And if, it feels like if a partner is that invested in, I mean, it's fine to be attracted to whoever you're attracted to, but if it's like, I have to have you looking a certain way in whatever ways our bodies change also <laughs> as we age and things are going to be changing all the time. It's like, uh, hopefully this is, if that's a concern, I would be like, somehow this is my own. It feels like, a, again, I think of a bigger issue to talk about. How come you're invested in what my body looks like when it's yeah. mine? Hopefully my ha- my happiness and my health and my strength make me happier, meaning we're going to be more mm-hmm. connected <laughs> physically and happier and having a better sex life because I'm, I'm feeling like just happy and positive about what I'm doing and Mm-hmm. And hopefully the partner sees that and can enjoy whatever comes because, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. will be changing in many ways forever. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Okay. So Corey, this is the last question you've been, um, you know, in the firing range for a long time. Suzanne wants to know, how do you balance runs, training and races if your partner also runs? Um, also, are there any magic couples that actually enjoy running together? so um so for the second part yes Uh (laughs) they are but i would say again that may that doesn't mean you have to be similar in speed or kind of like the same type of running but i uh, you know i think just um some way to be like okay maybe once and we don't have to do everything together but when we do maybe it's once in a while uh the faster persons find running slower and hanging out with their partner or they're going on a run and you know they may be doing their own thing and meeting up at the end or whatever just again talking about what what you both want to get and you don't have to be the same to enjoy kind of that time mm-hmm. um, 
or feel like you have to do it together all the time if it's not a good match. Um, but the you said balancing the first yeah, like the balancing. balancing the yeah i mean um like in yeah. the intro katie was talking about how she and her husband both trained for the same marathon and then yes. um my business partner dimity she and her husband would take turns you know she'd yes. get the big goal and then she'd have her culmination race and then he'd get his turn yes. at doing it mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i love that just kind of piecing it together for however your lives work but again sitting and maybe mapping it out just like we have training plans and you know Mm -hmm. runners are very good at following instructions hopefully and (laughs) you know (laughs) training so I think looking at that (laughs) as a strength for planning and routine and but again with other people in the family making sure you're sitting and talking about what's important and how to mix it up or do some things with the kids or not with the kids. And mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. communication, I would say probably mm-hmm. may solve most things. And if it doesn't, maybe it's a, something else to follow yeah. up on. Yeah. I will say my husband and I, our oldest is 10. So we're probably mm-hmm. not, it's probably not legal for us to leave our kids at home um, by mm-hmm. themselves yet. So don't yeah. call us in, but now but we do, <laughs> we actually do. Um, in it, Nice. The of us go yes. for a run for 45 minutes to an hour nice. and by ourselves and they yes. watch whatever they want to on TV and we just get to catch up. Um, and yes. he's a lot faster than I am and he slows down and it's, we both yes. kind of cherish that time together. Maybe it's once a week or what couple times a week. And it's just a nice way for us to kind of have time to ourselves, especially these yes. days when you don't get that. So yes. if you can build it in, it's a good, good thing to do. I love that. And maybe having a community, right? Like, especially if, you know, we may be so isolated or not near family that support, again, feeling okay, maybe to ask grandparents or yeah. mm-hmm. um, people you trust to have some shared way that adults can get alone time or couple time, especially if you have kids. Yes. Because um, you're yeah. just going to be better parents also. I yeah. think so. I leave my dog. He's two years old and home. <laughs> um, so I think that's, I think that's fine. Right. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what the dog will think. But. <laughs> he's, he's a pup. I mean, he's a lab. That dog could take down someone if he tried to break it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Corey, thank you so much for talking with us. Yes. No, thanks so much. I've enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I, Thanks for all you do, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so Katie, have you taught your dog how to dial 911 then? <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. No, he's, we give him, we pay him a couple dog bones for every hour that we leave him. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a lab and I know he'll lick people to death, but he's got mean bark. So if someone's trying to break in, I think that they would run the other direction. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So well, we appreciate you subscribing to and rating this podcast podcast wherever you listen. We are closing in. I just found this out, Katie. We are closing in on 1000 reviews on the Apple podcast app. So that's amazing. Yeah. So come on. We all like to reach goals. I want to reach that goal. Let's please help us hit that goal. Uh, Reviews and ratings help listeners find our show. And with so many people starting to run these days, we are hoping that they find their way to our podcast. You can help. Thank you in advance. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. 